Well, this morning we have the privilege of having a guest speaker with us. And just a word of introduction, firstly, Apostle Simon Kariuki and his wife Carol and their family are a part of this local congregation. Originally, they hail from Kenya. They spent some time in Botswana, is that right? And now they live in the land of milk and honey in Pretoria. They enjoy living here. Uh, But there is a tremendous anointing upon Brother Simon's life. The Lord is really using him. He travels extensively, and there's a real authority on his ministry. Some of you may have seen him featured on One Gospel Channel, the, the Christian TV satellite channel, many times involved in interviews and so on. So uh, can we give him a hand as he comes to minister, please, Brother Simon and Carol. Just watch your head. Can you hear me? I think the best place to begin is to thank Pastor John and his wife and our dear mother and uh, Pastor Andrew for the great relationship that we have had since we became members about two or three years ago. Uh, But before I go on, I think I'll let my wife give those compliments, then she can sit, then we go for the word. But thank you. God bless you. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, heaven knows your name. Amen. Amen. Um, We're Simon and Carol Karaoke. We run an apostolic house. We don't have a congregation. The Apostolic House is called Kingdom Age Network of Apostles and Prophets, and we equip, train, and release those who will feel called into the apostolic and the prophetic. As um, Pastor John has said, we're Kenyan. We have three children, and we've been living in South Africa for four years, and we're enjoying ourselves. Praise God. <laughs> um, just a little can-up news. Um, we have, the Lord has asked us to go back to Kenya Um, beginning of next year to take Bibles to a little community on the border of Kenya and Sudan. It's called Lokichogyo. It's a little community. Simon was there last year uh, when he went to pray for the borders of Kenya, and he realized that they only had one Bible in the church he went to. So the Lord has asked us to take Bibles there. So if anybody wants to plant a Bible into Lokichogyo, please uh, get in touch with us. The other thing is that the Lord has also laid upon the heart of Pastor Adeboe, who is the um, chief overseer, the general overseer of Redeemed Gospel Church in Nigeria. Um, he's asked Simon to go and preach at their congress in two weeks' time. There are 10 million people attending. So please keep Simon in prayer. It's an awesome privilege, and we give God glory. Amen. Today, I've been asked by Simon to read the scriptures for him. So we'll turn to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. I'm reading from the New King James Version. 
This is what the word of the Lord says, Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 1 to 6. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was faithful in all his house. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who builds all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward, but Christ as a son of his own house, whose house we are if we are if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial and in the wilderness. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the omnipotent God, all-powerful God, the omniscient God, the all-knowing God, we want to bless your name this morning. We want to exalt your name because your name has been exalted above all other names. And there is no name here on this earth. There is no name in the heavens. No name anywhere compares to the name of Jesus Christ. We therefore, Lord, submit ourselves to your Lordship. Let this meeting be to your glory. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you. For it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit I have prayed. Amen. I will be speaking about the now tabernacle. But before I speak about the now tabernacle, we will visit the old tabernacle just briefly. Because we need to begin with what we know before we go for what we don't know. There are about four tabernacles in the Bible. There was one without a priesthood. There was one without a building. And that happened in the wilderness. It is called the provincial tabernacle. Then we have a second one, which is called the mosaic tabernacle. And that is what I'm going to be dealing with, together with the heavenly tabernacle. Then we have the Davidic tabernacle, and then we have the heavenly tabernacle. So four tabernacles. We have one without a priesthood. We have one by Moses. Then we have one which is called the Davidic tabernacle. And then we have the heavenly tabernacle, or the now tabernacle. The passage we have read says that we should consider our high priest and chief apostle Jesus Christ. And then we, the passage goes into explaining about two houses. One house was built by Moses and the other house was built by Jesus Christ. The one that was built by Moses is the one, what I'm calling the old tabernacle. And this is the way it was structured. It had three spaces. There was a courtyard, there was a holy place, and there was the Holy of Holies. That's the way the house was built. By the way, I like the houses in Pretoria. Uh, you have built them very, very well. Some parts of Africa where I go, they don't take a lot of attention in building. They, the houses are not as good. So, uh, before Moses built this house, he was told, you know, you have to build it according to the pattern that I've given you. 
The God we serve is an architect. So he said, you know, you must build it this way. There must be a courtyard. There must be a holy place. And there must be a holy of holies. And that house had one door. Not many doors. One door. And the door was at the courtyard. And in the courtyard, God said, you must put two altars. The two altars being an altar with burnt offerings and an altar with water. In the holy place, then there was uh, a table with showbread. There was an altar with incense. And there was a menorah, candlesticks with seven stands in the holy place. Then in the Holy of Holies, there was what we call the Ark of the Covenant. And in the Ark of the Covenant, there were three things. There was a pot with manna. Then there was Aaron's rod. Then there were ten commandments. And on top were the cherubims. And in between was what we call the mercy seat. And the high priest came with the golden censer. And he came also with blood from the courtyard. So that is the way the old tabernacle was structured. That was the way it was structured. Three dimensions. Three dimensions. And I think the three dimensions talk about divinity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, the altars, as you have already seen, two in the courtyard, three in the holy place, and many more in the holy of holies. So the altars increased as you went deeper and deeper into the Holy of Holies. The climax of the old tabernacle was the Holy of Holies. Only one man went there, and that was the high priest. And when he went inside the, the Holy of Holies, in the Holy of Holies there was no escom, for example. There was only uh, the light of God. There was no power there like escom, no blackouts, uh, you know, and things like that. So when you went into the Holy of Holies, there would be the light of God shining. And when he left there, he would be radiating with the glory of God. That place was the climax of the old tabernacle. Now when we talk about the now tabernacle, the cross of Jesus is the intersection between the old tabernacle and the new tabernacle. At the cross of Jesus Christ, there was a farewell party to the old house. And there was a house warming for the new house. Now, the farewell party, it made the old tabernacle obsolete. Because the old tabernacle was physical. But the now tabernacle is spiritual. The old tabernacle was built by stones. But this one, the new one, has been built by living stones. The old one was one built by reason. But the one that is being built now is built by the Spirit of God. And the now tabernacle is a merger between two offices. It's a merger between the office of a king and the office of a priest. So the now tabernacle is a much superior tabernacle. It's not a physical place. When you talk about going to the courtyard now, you are not going to a physical place. When you talk about going to the holy place, you are not going to a physical place. When you talk about going to the holy of holies, you are not going to a physical place, but a spiritual place. But those three dimensions are still there. Although that the now tabernacle is a combination, a merger between priesthood and kinship. So it means that it has borrowed 
from the old tabernacle and there is a combination with the palace. So that now, when we talk about coming to the Holy of Holies now, we are not only coming to a place where, uh, you know, just the priest, high priest is, comes and functions. It's a place where the king of kings functions. So when we talk about the now tabernacle, it is a combination of the two, priesthood and kinship. Now, if we need to know how to function and experience the presence of God today, we need to understand the old tabernacle. For example, in the now tabernacle, if you want to practice the presence of God, there is only one door. There are not many doors. Even in the now tabernacle, Jesus is the door. For you to enter into the presence of God, there cannot be many doors. Eh? There is no back door in the Holy of Holies, in the master bedroom exiting. Eh? Or one in the sitting room. There is only one door, and that door is Jesus Christ. So where the journey begins with practicing the presence of God is when we recognize that there is only one way, and that way is Jesus Christ. And when we enter into the door of Jesus Christ, then we enter into the courtyard. Now, when we enter into the courtyard, then we need to go to the altar of burnt offerings. Now, the altar of burnt offerings now, we don't sacrifice animals anymore. That is where the animals in the olden times were sacrificed. But now, the blood of Jesus, Jesus has been made a sacrifice. So when we come there to the courtyard, to the altar of burnt offerings, then we must experience the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot go any further. From the door, the next thing you need to encounter is the blood of Jesus Christ. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed with the blood of Jesus Christ? We desire many things from God. But the beginning of the journey is when we experience the altar of burnt offerings. That is where we learn how to be cleansed with the blood of Jesus Christ. It is a place that had fire. That's where we get ignited with the fire of God. It is a place we learn how to sacrifice. Secondly, when we have been to the altar of burnt offerings, we need to go to the altar with water. The altar of water symbolizes now, not then, the priest, after he has sacrificed on the altar of burnt offerings, he would come and wash his hands and his feet. We need to go to a place where our hands and our feet are cleansed. What do feet, hands and feet symbolize? Hands symbolize service. When we have been washed with the blood of Jesus in the altar of burnt offerings, the fire has been ignited, we need to come to the second place where we give clean service. If I visited your house today and you brought me uh, some food and you didn't wash your hands, uh, for example, you'd be doing me a favor because I love food. Uh, but uh, the service you're giving me is not clean service. There are people who serve in the church, but they don't wash their hands. They give service, but their service is not clean. So the second place we go to is where we learn how to render service that is clean and holy. 
then we need to wash our feet. Our feet uh, symbolize our walk with God. When we come, before we can encounter the Holy of Holies inside there, we need our feet clean. How do you walk with God? Do you have mud? Do you walk a holy life? Do you value godliness and holiness? Or is your walk crooked? Is your work dirty? So the two altars that you must encounter when you enter into the now tabernacle, which is spiritual, number one, you must go through the door. Secondly, you must go through the altar of burnt offerings. Then you go the, through the altar with water. When you have done that, then now you can go to the second place, which is called the holy place. In the holy place, there is bread. Bread speaks of revelation. The high priest of that, of, that, of that day had to make sure there were 12 pieces of fresh bread. Bread now speaks of revelation. It also speaks of Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. When you have purified yourself and cleansed yourself, you are ready for bread. And you are ready for revelation. We serve a God of revelation. He is still revealing himself until today. And there are 12 levels of revelation. When you have gone through one level, don't walk with one shoulder like this. Because you have one or two revelations from God. Remember, there are 12 levels. At least pursue the 12 and become a government of revelation. Hallelujah. We need the church of the last days to pursue revelation. And we must remember the revelation must be fresh. We need people who pursue revelation. The challenge of the last day church is that we now have television networks, cable networks, and it is easy to preach other people's messages. We become lazy in looking, baking the revelation ourselves. We need to be people that know how to make fresh bread. Seek that fresh bread from God. That is the revelation I'm talking about. Secondly, is that you go to the altar of incense. Incense speaks of worship and intercession. Worship and intercession. We need to be a church, and I want to thank God for this church. One of the reasons we felt that we should be here, the worship has been wonderful. I must say that. May the Lord bless this ministry. The second altar is the altar of incense, which speaks of worship and intercession. The third altar is the one with seven candlesticks, seven anointings. When you talk about seven anointings, there are different types of anointings. A scripture was read today that the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. And we know in Isaiah chapter 11, we hear about the different spirits of God. We know about the seven feasts. There are different kinds of anointings. God is also waiting for the last church to pursue the different kinds of anointings. Hallelujah. Not one kind of anointing. Different kinds of anointings. Unfortunately, the church of these last days is like me. Let me tell you how I apply oil myself. When I'm applying lotion, it tires me to apply lotion. So I apply on my face and I finish. So there are parts of my body that are not apply lotion. 
And I believe that's the way some of the church of the last day is. They are portions with lotion. They are parts which are dry. There is no anointing. Because we apply like the way I apply. We need to pursue the seven kinds of anointings and make sure that we apply the different kinds of oils that the Lord has in store for us. When we have done that, then now we go to the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies is where there was manna. Why was manna put in the Holy of Holies? Manna speaks of supernatural provision. The God we serve still provides supernaturally. That is why manna was put in that box. To always remind humanity that there are things you cannot do with your strength. For example, if we tell choose life today to build a city. A city. Not just buy this property, but to build a city. Unless Pastor John goes and works for another 500 years and all of us, it will be an impossible task. But if he can access the Holy of Holies and touch the manna, he will activate the supernatural provision. There is a place of supernatural provision. And that is where we touch the manna. Aaron's road speaks of spiritual authority. And then, spiritual authority, we need it. Because the last day the church has lost its voice. The Aaron's road is in the Holy of Holies. Where we touch that spiritual authority and we get it. Then we have what we call the Ten Commandments. Although we are not under the physical law, we are under the law of the Spirit. We are under the law of liberty. Some people think we are not under any law. We can do anything we want. Let me warn you. Although we are not under the Mosaic law, the law of the Lord has been written in our hearts. And some of us are spiritual criminals. Nobody knows, but you like breaking spiritual laws. The Holy Spirit tells you, don't do this. And you find yourself doing the very thing the Holy Spirit never told you. And when you come to worship, then you say, okay, I need a blessing. Instead of a blessing, you get a fine, because you are used to breaking uh, uh, the spiritual laws. Huh? You need to remember that although we are not under the law of Moses... Heaven also still operates under laws. And those laws are written in your heart. They are the laws of the Spirit. On top were the cherubims. The cherubims speak of the supernatural hosts. Supernatural hosts. Angels are ministering spirits. I believe that's in the Holy of Holies. When we come to the Holy of Holies, then we can activate... Uh, the supernatural host. We need the ministering spirits. They are battles you cannot fight alone. The Lord sends His help from above for those battles to be fought. I believe there are some of you who have been fighting some battles. I'm trusting God that you will send help from above for you to fight battles for you in Jesus' name. The apex of the Holy of Holies, now Holy of Holies, is the mercy seat. When you come to the mercy seat, it is the place where you get enthroned. It is the place where you receive decrees. It is the place where uh, you get translated and transfigured. That's where the Shekinah glory was. And when we talk about the now tabernacle, there is that place which is called the mercy seat. Why we need to go to the courtyard and clean up 
come to the holy place is because that is the way to the holy of holies. You cannot come to the holy of holies, the mercy seat, if you are dirty. So, that mercy seat, when we reach there, that is the climax of our walk with God. So, when we are worshipping God, our heartbeat, our goal, is to reach the holy of holies. Because the curtain has been cut, we can now all enter into the holy of holies. There is no limitation. All of us can experience the presence of God. Because now we are not in the old tabernacle, we are in the heavenly tabernacle, which is big and wide, and we can experience the Holy of Holies any place. But this is the process we must follow. Now, the priesthood has also changed. In the old tabernacle, it was the Levitical priesthood that served. In the heavenly tabernacle, the priesthood has changed. It is called the order of Melchizedek. Now, the order of Melchizedek is as follows. In the Holy of Holies is Jesus Christ. In the holy place, apostles and prophets. Then, that's, this is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says that the household of God has been built on the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So you put Jesus Christ as the Holy of Holies. All those things I said are in the Holy of Holies, they symbolize Jesus Christ himself. In the holy place, then we have apostles and prophets. I'm now talking about the offices. Apostles and prophets in the holy place. Then now you come to the, there are three offices now remaining. Which one? The evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Where do I find that? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. So where do you put them? The courtyard. So the courtyard, we have the evangelist, spiritual tabernacle. We have the evangelist, pastor, and teacher. In the holy place, we have apostles and prophets. In the holy of holies, we have... Jesus Christ. Are we together? Do you understand my Kenyan English? Some of you want me to speak Africana. I don't know much of it. Ah, okay, if you're understanding, it's good. So, holy of all is Jesus Christ. Holy place, apostles and prophets. Courtyard, evangelist, pastor and teacher. Now, then, what is the role of evangelist, pastor and teacher? The call of an evangelist, pastor, and teacher is to take people through the two altars. The altar of burnt offerings and the altar with water. If you are called to be an evangelist, pastor, and teacher, and you don't preach a message of holiness, I think we need to fire you. You, ne you never preach the message of clean service. We need to fire you. I I I'm not here to fire anybody, but I'm just telling you. The call of an evangelist, pastor, and teacher is to take you through cleansing. Now, the evangelist takes you through cleansing differently from the pastor and from the teacher. When the evangelist is taking you through cleansing, the two altars, his emphasis is the first bath. Bath number one. 
Because there are people who have never washed in the blood of Jesus. Not even once. That is a call over the evangelist. Number one, bath. But when you have bathed, you have been cleansed with the blood of Jesus, then he needs to hand you over to the pastor. The pastor deals with general cleaning. How to bath every day. Alright? That's the role of the pastor. Now, the teacher takes you through cleaning, but specialized cleaning, because you can be bathing every day, but you forget to wash behind your ears. So the, pastors, the teacher specializes on cleaning behind the ears. There are parts of your body that you can easily forget to clean. So do you understand the, the call? The three offices, their role is the courtyard ministry. And I don't want to go deep into that. The evangelist, pastor, and teacher, their call is to take you through the two altars of burnt offerings and water. So possibly you are here and you are called to be a pastor, evangelist, and teacher. I am trusting the Lord that you will visit the primary duties of your call. And that is to take people through cleansing. The call of the apostles and prophets. And this is important because the apostolic has been misunderstood or abused. The call of the apostles and prophets is to take you through three altars of revelation. If you are going to be a true apostle and you never have fresh bread, you give us stale bread, please forget about that apostolic. Secondly, it is apostolic intercession and worship. There are three levels of intercession. There is the intercession in the Holy of Holies. That is the intercession that Christ makes for us. There is second level intercession, which is the apostolic intercession, which is different from the courtyard intercession. There is the intercession that happens in the church, but there is a call for apostles to pray. That's what we call apostolic intercession. So they, the call of apostles and prophets is to stir up revelation, to stir up intercession and worship. And lastly, to, to seek and activate the seven anointings. That is the primary call of apostles and prophets. What is the role of Jesus Christ? To make sure that you can receive the manna. There are things you can never do. So when the evangelist and pastor and teacher do their job, then they usher us into the second level. If the apostles and prophets do their job, they usher us to the second level. Then the second level they need to usher us to Jesus Christ, to the presence of God. And when we reach the presence of God, we get so much more. The manna, we get it there. Authority, we get it there. Huh? The laws are written in our hearts. The supernatural dimensions are released. The Shekinah glory is released. Why are we not experiencing all those dimensions? Because we don't have apostles and prophets. We want to jump from the courtyard direct to the holy place. Huh? And jump this second place. We want to build like some Kenyans build. We want to build in the wrong manner. The apostles and the prophets need to take their place in order to stir up the second dimension so that the veil can be removed and we can come to the Holy of Holies. 
So what my message is this morning, my desire is that those of you that have not started this journey with the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will enter through the door. Number one. Those have, that have entered the door and they are in the courtyard, that you will clean up. Huh? Go to the blood. Clean up. The blood has been shed for our cleansing. Then go to the second place. Wash your service. Then you need to go to the other place. Seek revelation. May the Lord give you even the apostolic intercession abilities. May the Lord even grant that you'll have different oils, anointings upon your life. But don't stay there. The anointing is not all we are called for. We are called to stay in the Holy of Holies. That is where we are called for. Right. And so when we get into the Holy of Holies, then we will experience all that we need. And my desire is that Many people in this ministry, even as we have come in wonderful times of worship, that you will not only stay in the courtyard. You know, you can worship and stay in the courtyard. Move further. Go to the holy place. But above all, go to the holy of holies. Praise the Lord. So that is the desire that the Lord has. That we reach the climax. There is a spiritual holy of holies. There is a place where you can come to and meet with God, where He can give you His glory, where you can be enthroned, where you can be anointed, where things are different. And that place is called the Holy of Holies. So may the Lord bless you. I think we will pray. Then I'll call Pastor John to come. This is a message. It needs a longer teaching, but we'll do that another time. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Our desire is to dwell in your presence. We don't want to be on the periphery of doing things. We want to be in the deep, to be in the holy of holies, to know you in an intimate manner. Help us, O oh God. Those that are, have not entered into the door, may they enter into the door, Jesus Christ. Those that have never, never received Jesus, I pray that they will come to that saving knowledge of Jesus because He is the door. Those that have already entered and they have dwelt too long in the courtyard, I would pray that they will clean up. They will go to the altars that are there and use them so that they can qualify to go to the second level. They are those that you have called into the apostolic and the prophetic. Cause them to be faithful, to seek revelation, to seek apostolic intercession and worship, and to seek the different anointings. Above all, as your people, we desire to dwell in the Holy of Holies, in your presence. That's where we want to be. Help us that those of us that have been trusting you for provision, that this morning they will experience manna. They are those that have been trusting you for supernatural provision. Lord, this morning as your servant, I speak supernatural provision upon your people in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be a breakthrough from heaven because you are still Jehovah Jireh, the great provider. Provide for your people this morning. From the Holy of Holies, may they partake of the manna from heaven. 
Because it is by faith we can receive, O oh God. Therefore, Lord, we know promotion does not come from the east or the west. It comes from the Lord. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. Provide for your people. There are those that have been tormented by strongholds and demons and oppression. I pray for spiritual authority to be released today. So that every stronghold will come tumbling down in Jesus' name. I pray for those that, Lord, have been living a life of no law. That you plant the law, the spiritual laws into their hearts. And that these laws will ensure that they prosper. I pray that angels will be released to fight the battles that need to be fought. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the glory of the Lord will be released in this place. The Shekinah glory of the Lord will be released. The Shekinah glory. Clothe your people, O God, with your glory. Father Lord, let them come to the mercy seat. Where they will experience, Lord, a crowning, enthronement, O God. Lord, I bless your people. May they go home fully blessed and fully anointed. For it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit we have prayed. Amen. How many of you are really passionate about living in that place of the Holy of Holies? Tommy Tenney says in his book, it's the place called there. It's the place that we long to be.